Hey, welcome to another episode of Super FX, the show where... Uh, I'm Tyler. <laughs> I'm Matt. Uh, and this is episode number 16. Yeah, welcome. wasn't expecting that. Uh, was anybody? <laughs> I don't... I wasn't really either. <laughs> Is it, we're running out of ideas for show openers this quickly? <laughs> <laughs> and not even, is, is it this quick? I, I've only done half of the openers. You do the other ones. So this is only my eighth. Oh, opening. that's true. <laughs> so, yeah. This is what it's devolved to already. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, hey Matt, happy holidays. Hog Samiach. It's so close, but thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, I tried. I, I, I watched a video on how to pronounce it and apparently that guy it's, wasn't very good. Honestly, it... It is very close. All right. Thank you so much, though. It's it's Hanukkah, uh, and you know what that means? Hannah Montanica. Yeah. No, I actually. You know, I could talk about this because it's game related. My, I was actually going to mention this on the podcast anyway. <laughs> you know, you don't have just yesterday. because it's a video game podcast doesn't mean you have to talk about video games in the first two minutes. But it, but it's extra it's extra special because it is game related. So right. so now it's right. uh, you know it's two stories in one. Let's hear um, it. So Jackie and I are going to get a Christmas tree this year. I, I'm Jewish, but I really do enjoy the tradition of like having a tree during the holidays because I think it's nice. Mm. And especially because this year Hallmark is doing their like 2021 keepsakes super good. Oh shit. Like, they is have... it the Super Nintendo? Yeah, so like there's like the Super Nintendo and like the Mario with the cape, Sonic and Knuckles, their Sonic and Tails and Knuckles is separate. There's like Rick and Morty, Sub Zero and Scorpion, Donkey Kong. Um, there's just like a whole bunch of like awesome video game ornaments that Hallmark is selling. And Jackie and I have been tossing around the idea of going and just fucking straight up buying as many of them as we can to put on our tree whenever we buy it for the holiday season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, I'm glad that I decided, you know, we'll, we'll wait until it's, it gets closer to Christmas to do that because, you know, each ornament is like 20, sometimes 30 bucks, which, you know. I gotta spend money on games, but also on rent, and we're going to MAGFest, so, you know. <laughs> it's an expensive um, time. It is. But I really do want those ornaments, but I'm glad that I decided not to buy them, because when I went to my mom's for Hanukkah yesterday, she got me the Super Nintendo ornament. But, oh, uh, shit. I that want would... that thing so bad. It's, it's so fucking cool. When you press the power button, it plays um, the overworld theme, and it plays the finish a stage theme. And it even ends with the fucking beep, which got me really happy. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I can get it here. I was I was showing that to Lauren like a couple days ago, and I we were looking at ordering it, but I think it was like order from the U.S. and then pay the import fees and the extra shipping and stuff. So maybe I'm just gonna ship it to you, and I'll have it for next Christmas. Sure, that's fine with me. <laughs> but that's that's right actually on. not even where the story ends. Oh, my mom oh my told me that she she ordered it online. Because my, my mom's still very wary about going out during COVID. She is vaccinated, but she's also very frail and immunocompromised. And her mm -hmm. lungs don't work so great because she's been a smoker forever. Mm -hmm. um, so she just does, really doesn't like to go out shopping anymore. And I get that. So she, she decided to order it from, uh, I think, Amazon. I can't remember. Um, so she ordered it, and it was like, the description was perfect. She described it to me. She said it has lights. It has sounds. It's a 3D, like, ornament. It's, like, ceramic with plastic parts. Uh, Hallmark Keepsake 2021. And I was like, well, that's the one. 20 bucks. That's what it says in the Hallmark catalog. That's what it says on this listing. Order. She, uh, <laughs> she gets it. And my mom tells me this story last night. The first thing she gives to me is 
what she ended up getting instead from that order, which uh, <laughs> it is a plastic cutout of the image of the Super Nintendo on the <laughs> box of the ornament. <laughs> <laughs> oh she got scammed yeah so I, i'm i'm gonna put up a photo of it in the uh in the youtube video and i'm gonna show it to you as well tyler after this because i think it's fucking hilarious but um <laughs> she was like fucking excuse me so she did all the necessary to do and uh she got her money back and she got me the actual ornament but it was really fucking funny that this plastic cutout is like straight up literally the picture of the ornament from the box because it <laughs> has the it, it has because it has the hook on top of the fucking cartridge for super mario world yeah I, I i love it when you like buying games online and you come across those ads on ebay that are like the uh like it's like the fridge magnet fridge magnet like yeah <laughs> <laughs> and like how many people fall for fall for this? And uh, not to say that not to say that your mom did, but it seems like she got got played. She said that the like I think I would have fallen for that too because from what she told me, the listing said plays sounds and has an indicator light and Hallmark keepsake twenty twenty one. You know that's all stuff that you're like okay. So it's the fucking it's the ornament from Hallmark. Amazing. But uh, no, <laughs> my mom paid twenty dollars for a piece of plastic with one of those ball chains. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did, she, did, did she get to keep it? Yeah, she gave it to me, so now I have both of them. <laughs> you can hang them both. Yeah. <laughs> it's really uh, stupid. <laughs> uh, all right, should we talk about video games? We've got a lot to talk about this week. It's been... So, yeah. for for re- reference, uh, we recorded our last video, the live show. Uh, we recorded that one slightly in advance, because that's when we were uh, together, and it just was a different schedule than normal yeah so we recorded that in advance and then released it like a week later uh so it's actually been like three weeks since we've recorded like it feels like it's been forever it feels like it's been like a like a month or two honestly so we've got november was slow yeah yeah i I, I, dude i I mean that said i can't believe that we're fucking in december now like that is buck wild also i I gotta stop saying that people were (laughs) i got comments i got feedback from people saying like wow you say buck wild a lot yeah, what, oh, your shit. friends? Fuck, yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. Our, our loyal listeners and fans. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah. We have those? Yeah. <laughs> I, I need several fingers to count them. Wow, the, what, the amount of times you said Buckwild or the amount of people that we, <laughs> that we have listening? <laughs> I think I would need more than several fingers for the Buckwild one. You, anyway, you can uh, say whatever you want as many times as you want. I, I throw the word fuck around all over the place and it's not necessary it's just the way i grew up so it's fine uh it does force us to put the explicit tag on the itunes podcast thing so thanks for that matthew now people under the age of 18 will never see our podcast on there that is that really is that really a thing i don't know they'll never see it or they'll they'll look at it they'll go i'm old enough fuck whatever my mom said oh there's another tag Maybe, and I'm yeah, just maybe, uh, maybe it's, do you think it's like a plus? Like, you think people see the explicit tag and they're like, oh shit, this is my jam. Oh dude, they might say the F word in this. <laughs> I gotta click. Uh, all right, we got, we should, we, t- we, we got, we gotta go. Uh, listen, listen up. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll, what, what we've been playing, I've been playing one thing and one thing only. Okay. You know how, I, I think I was talking a while ago about like, um, you know, I wanted to play more games this year specifically, and I wanted to like get through games, especially things that maybe I hadn't, you know, like more popular, more famous titles, more like must-play games that um, 
I wanted to get through. And I was like specifically yeah. maybe trying to pick games that were like a little shorter and like just trying to like play more games and finish more games, right? Yeah. Um, so that's why I have embarked on the 60 hour adventure that <laughs> is The Legend of Dragoon. <laughs> why? I, I don't know. I have a friend who has been just like telling me about this game for a long time. And I like I knew about it, but I never really, really like knew knew about it, you know. Yeah. Uh, and that's uh, one of the ones that you bought when you were out here. Yeah. 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 Um, and so she she had it grown up as a kid, and so um, she was like super nostalgic for it. And so I mm-hmm. brought it to her house, and we started playing it. Uh, and she was all excited, you know, like oh, like this is something I haven't you know played in years, and like this reminds me of being a kid. And she like sent a picture to her sister, and her sister was like, oh my god, you know. So people love this game. And the, the, the funny thing is, like, I this is not the only person that I've had this interaction with. It's people love this game. I have told people that I've been playing this game and everyone I've talked, well, not everybody, but a lot of people I've talked to are like, oh, shit, that game. Like, yeah. I don't know what it is, but like, I didn't know when I was a kid, I didn't know anybody who had this game. I didn't know anybody who I, played it. I still don't know anybody who grew up with it, but apparently it's like universally loved and praised. Apparently. Um, dude, this game is not good. It's not good. <laughs> it's bad. I, yeah, I really wasn't expecting that. Oh my god, you don't like it? No, it's bad. But I, I'm hooked. I can't stop playing it. <laughs> That's how I feel about like Shenmue and Fester's Quest. Yeah, I, th- I think it is a lot. Like, I mean, I haven't played Shenmue, but that's kind of the vibe I get. I, I'm like, I think yeah. 13 hours in now. I put 13 hours in. I'm still on disc one. There's uh, three, four oh, discs. Shit. Yeah, uh, four discs. There's four discs, and I'm still on disc one. I'm 13 hours in. Uh-huh. It's really slow. And here's the thing is that it's not it it's it's very slow paced, but it doesn't really feel slow. I don't know how to explain it. It's like you get into a battle and you know the animations take a while and they're like all over the top and there's like a lot of text and stuff. And yeah. I, it's very much something that I've just kind of like had on in the background while I'm like watching a show or something because uh-huh. it's kind of mindless that way. It's like you know, it's a PS1 RPG. It's like, like fucking like press buttons and and wait for the animation to play, and then the enemy does a thing, and you have to watch the animation and take the damage. You know, yeah. Uh, and and it was very much like, yo, check out these graphics. These graphics are like something you've never seen before in your life. And like for the time, <laughs> like sure, like they they were they're sick, right? Uh, now they're pretty underwhelming, and but they like yeah, really play in, standards, they like and they play into it. Like they know that it was sick. Uh, and so, like, every attack has, like, a big old thing that happens. It is kind of cool. So, the all the attacks are, like, QTEs. Um, yeah. So, you, you know, you attack, and then you have to, like, hit X at certain times. Uh, or sometimes you got to hit circle. You know, it changes up. And it's, like, a certain rhythm to it, depending on which, um, they call them additions, which addition you've added onto your character. Uh, so, like, it's not so, so mindless that you can just, like, hit X, 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 and then you're done the battle. Like, you still have mm-hmm. to pay attention. Um, but, dude, it's the overworld stuff is janky as hell. The battles are completely underwhelming. Uh, the story, I mean, the translation is just awful. It is so bad. <laughs> uh, I like, wonder why so many people enjoy this game, then. Or maybe I, it's just that you are not enjoying it. Well, I, I have no nostalgia for it, right? And so, like, I'm right. able to pick it apart for. Oh, all do you kind of this... see? You kind of see? Think 
like that might be why is like everybody looks back on it fondly because it blew their mind when they were a kid but now yeah it's still up. i don't know so here, here's another example i really love ocarina of time um and i think most people do uh yeah. i honestly i think this is like the perfect example I well yeah it is because I don't have a ton of nostalgia for Ocarina of Time because I didn't have it as a kid, um, yeah. and my neighbor had it. I remember playing it a little bit with him, but I never had it mm. and I never really grew up with it. Uh, so because of that, I don't really have no, a lot of nostalgia for it. But playing it now, I've played it like several times, like in kind of my teenage years and into adulthood. I've played it several times, and I think it's a good game. I legitimately think it's a it's well designed and you know it has like very few faults, right? Um, right. But I have no nostalgia for it, right? And so this game, Legend of Dragoon, I don't have any nostalgia for it, and I can totally see its faults, and it's not good. <laughs> it has not aged well. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It, it's but, but the weird thing is I just can't fucking stop playing it. I, I'm normally somebody who, you know, if I'm not enjoying a game, especially if it's a 60-hour game, I'm not even a quarter of the way through how long this thing is going to take me, right? Like... <laughs> It's it's a sixty hour game, and I know that I'm like gonna take longer than that. Yeah, uh, it, I don't know. It the the characters all suck. Every single one of them sucks. The main character's name is Dart, and like the, the love interest name is Shayna. And I don't know. It's just like like Cloud Strife is a cool name for a four disc RPG main character, but <laughs> Dart is not. But not Dart. Or in Shayna, <laughs> I don't know. It's just like and, and like I I'm not attached to the characters whatsoever. I could could not give a shit if one of them dies like on the next playtime you know i like but i do know you don't have to finish the game right i i i just i love playing it i don't know how to explain it (laughs) i don't know it's so weird i've never felt like this before it's it's i think it's a terrible game i honestly do i don't i don't think it's a good game but i'm really enjoying playing it it's just so like (laughs) I, I, it's mindless, but, like, it's cheesy enough that it's keeping me engaged. Like, all the attacks yeah. and the enemies. Dude, one of the enemies, the, the one of the first enemies you battle. So, it's, like, the Pidgey of the game, right? Like, one of the first, like, cheap whatever easy. <laughs> you the, went for Pidgey instead of, like, Goomba or, like, fucking... <laughs> well, it's an RPG, right? And they, they give you, like, oh, the easy. Oh, okay, sure. Right? The, it, the first one you fight, the name of the thing is Annoying Cock. You're fucking kidding. Me. No, I'm not kidding. It's a rooster or chicken or whatever. And the the name of this enemy is Annoying Cock. So that's crazy, right? You're like, wow, that's hilarious. Like, why would they translate that? <laughs> but whatever. And then yeah. you move on. And the next one you run into is a tree. And his name's Trent. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes you have battles where they're like together. So you have Annoying yeah. Cock the rooster and the tree named Trent. That's awesome. This is the type of game this... Dude, you gotta play this shit. It's like... I mean, I'm going... I don't own it, but when I do... It is a roller coaster. Uh, Like, every time that something new happens, like, it's like a curveball. I've just finally... um, The whole thing is that you, like, can turn into drag goons... Which are, like, the guys who fight, the, they, they harness the power of the dragons or whatever, and you can fight the dragons because you're now dragoons. I don't know. Yeah. And there's, like, this giant animation. It's like an anime where, like, it takes its sweet-ass time when you use your dragoon power. 
I, I, I'm turned off of using the Dragoon power because it takes so fucking long for the animation to play. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and you can't stop it. It just keeps going and going and going. And you're like, fucking why? I could have just done like three basic attacks. You can't skip in it the time after the first time. <laughs> yeah. It's it's brutal. It's like, I I, I, I don't know. It's, it's a product of its time. Uh, right. But I'm still playing it. I think I'm going to play the whole thing. I mean, it's going to take something at this point to, like, take me out of it, you know? Uh, yeah. And I, I I don't know. I think why I'm enjoying it so much is because I'm able to, like, watch TV or, like, watch a movie or something while I'm Oh, yeah, while you're it. playing. And it, like, doesn't take any focus at all. Um, yeah. And it's, it's extremely linear. It's not open world. So it's, like, you go... There's, like... Um, there, there is an overworld of sorts, uh, but you kind of go from stage to stage. But you're kind of like funneled into where you need to go. Yeah, not even like you're on a path. Like it's like um, I don't know. Like it's like think like about like Mario RPG. Yeah, I haven't played that in a long time. Um, but yeah, like you're on a path and you like pick the world for the next stage. And like sometimes you'll have to go to the one that was previous. And sometimes you like you move on, go forward. You know. Right. And so it's like you'll enter the stage and there you, like. If you get to the end of it, then you'll come out the other side, you know, and then you follow the path along into the next stage. Yeah, that's that's basically kind of like Mario RPG, like because yeah. there's like a world map, a la Super Mario World in that yeah. game, yeah, and then exactly. you just like pick and choose where to go, but you can't continue until you've like completed that area. Yeah. So. And so I think that is also part of why I'm like sticking with it is because it's not overwhelming at all in that way. Like it's so linear where it's like, hey, then somebody's like, the, the one part I just finished was like. Oh, the girl's sick, so you got to go get her this like one plant, and it's like in this place. And you like you leave the town, and yeah, like lo and behold, the place they're talking about is the next place on the map, and so you go there, yeah. and then you get the thing, and then you go back, you know. So it's like extremely linear, and there's like, as far as I can tell, there are no side quests. Uh, so well, I don't know. I can't wait for you to finish all sixty hours of this game. Yeah, I'm gonna be talking then, like, about this. Fucking next, run like, outside during episodes. a fucking a fucking rainstorm on your knees. Like, why did I do this? <laughs> Matthew, there are no rainstorms in December in Canada. Oh, that's right. They're all they're all I mean, basically Who am I kidding? It's gonna be die. like it's gonna be like May by the time I finish this shit, but <laughs> it's also gonna be May by the time it stops snowing <laughs> for yeah, you. Oh, oh yeah, I mean I've seen snow in June. I've seen snow in July. Uh, holy shit oh, yeah. that's completely unheard of here anyway like, sometimes uh, we'll get it well fuck fuck snow <laughs> there's video games to talk about uh yeah so that's all i've been playing it's i'm i'm having fun with it it's just it's not good yeah but i mean that's that's how i feel about games like again like shenmue and fester's quest where there's a uh, there's kind of like this overarching feeling like oh that's right this game isn't like supposed to be good right but it's still really enjoyable to play well it's, it's so, weird because like you said like people seem to love it like all like re- online yeah every, reading, everyone like, who talks to me about it they're like oh that game's so good yeah and i don't see it <laughs> i don't know why people think that well that's okay uh <laughs> i don't know like typically if i, I fucking if i typically if i don't like a game that's like well loved like i can see why people love it you know yeah the only reason I could see people loving loving this game is because it's like so cheesy and like not good, <laughs> and so it's like it's so bad you love it kind of thing. Or it's like nostalgia and like when you were a kid in like nineteen ninety nine or whatever, like it was so sick then. Like sure, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Maybe it just doesn't age well. I don't know. Like it's it's not. I, I don't know how to explain it. It's just it's fun, but it's bad. It's okay. You don't you don't have to explain it. Just. <laughs> Try to enjoy yourself as much as you can. Oh, I am. I am. You'll give us updates, like when I updated us about Pokemon for 90 years. 
Uh, Anyway, I love it so much, I'm going to put 50 more hours of my life into it. Anyway, (laughs) you go. What are you playing? Uh, Over the last three weeks, I've been... I'm still kind of blasting through short games. Since I finished Pokemon, I can't stop just, like, playing shorter games. And I'll play, like, a longer one here and there. So over the last three weeks, I beat two games, and now I'm playing through one that's a little longer. Um, I sank my teeth into Arrow the Acrobat on Genesis, which, uh, you know, it's a mascot platformer when i was first starting to play it i was like oh this game isn't good oh this i can't get a good handle on the controls and i don't really like the way that the enemies are designed some things are confusing here and there um but once i got into it more and i got used to it and i had played for like a couple of hours and got a couple game overs because the game is actually kind of difficult i actually started to have like a newfound appreciation for it and it's not that it's a good game per se but it's not really a bad one either. It came out at a time when, you know, everyone was trying to compete with Mario and Sonic. And, um, you know, I actually don't think it's that bad. It's pretty good. Right it's on. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a, I, I mean, it sounds like a, a, a more positive experience than, than mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the only problem that I really have with the game is that, you know, it came out in, I believe, 93 for both Super Nintendo and Genesis. Mm-hmm. And, um... You know, games that were shorter than Arrow the Acrobat in the 80s had fucking passwords and saves, but Arrow does not have passwords or saves. Oh, it's like a one-and-done kind of deal? Yes, it's a Uh... one-and-done deal. If you're good at the game, you could probably beat it in like two hours, but, you know, I was playing it for the first time, so it took me like nine hours to finish. Yeah. So. I um, love that, that era of like everybody's trying to make a mascot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like Mario happened and everyone's like, oh shit, like we need a, a character. We need Mario, yeah. Uh, and so like you got all these like weird type of like random ass like fucking Arrow the Acrobat. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I mean, I, I guess it must not have sold so poorly s- similarly to Bubsy. Nobody remembers Bubsy fondly, but he must have sold pretty well because they made like eight more. There's an Arrow the Acrobat too. So, <laughs> you know. They really must not have done so badly. Yeah, (laughs) Um, but I recommend it if you're like into that sort of thing. It's it's a quirky little platformer. Um, It's got like circus and carnival vibes. The music is fantastic. More people need to talk about the music for Arrow the Acrobat. Even on Genesis, it's tinny, of course, because of the sound font. But it's bumping. It's funky in places, and uh, it's very playful in others. I I really like the soundtrack. All right, but um, yeah. Um, Other than that. I revisited a childhood, like, favorite of mine. Um, well, it's still kind of an adulthood favorite of mine. Um, when I was a kid, I used to rent uh, The Lost Vikings for Super oh, yeah. Nintendo yeah, yeah. all the time. I love that game. Uh, little known fact, you probably know this, but for anyone else listening, uh, that game was uh, developed by Silicon and Synapse, which uh, would later rebrand as Blizzard Entertainment. Um, so... You know, little little story before the main story for that company who's not doing so hot right now. But uh, they used to. Was um, uh, Bobby Kotick uh, involved in that game? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> um, but I, I used to rent it on Super Nintendo as a kid. I didn't own a Genesis, although it also came out on Genesis. It came out on MS-DOS as well. And I think it came out on Amiga. But, you know, when we were mm-hmm. kids, we didn't care. We had consoles. Um I never beat the Super Nintendo version growing up renting it as a kid. But 
eventually I got a Genesis and a friend of mine gave me his copy of Lost Vikings for that. So I beat that version. And they're basically the same game, but the Super Nintendo version's music is better, the graphics look a little cleaner, and the controls are better because there's, there's more buttons on the Super Nintendo controller. So I finally got around to actually fully beating the Super Nintendo version of Lost Vikings. Nice. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a puzzle platformer. Um, you play as one of three different Vikings who each have three unique attributes about them. Um, and apparently the game is pretty well remembered. It's kind of uncommon to come across now, but, um, Blizzard keeps making references to it in all of their video games. There's NPCs in a dungeon in World of Warcraft who have the names of the main characters, um, Eric Balyog and Olaf. Um, the game's very witty and quirky. Uh, in between stages, the characters will banter with each other, and they're very funny. Yeah. Um, and also, it's um, a lesser-known Super Nintendo and also Genesis game that allows three-player multiplayer. Each person can take control of one of the Vikings, and you can actually work together having your own unique set of skills to reach oh, the end of all the stages. It's pretty cool. You can play with two players, too, but then one person has to juggle two characters while the other person gets their own. So... I'd no. rather play it with three. And yeah, I was yeah. I was talking to Jackie about it, and she was like, "Let me uh, let me just ask you, who's your preferred uh, two friends to play this with?" And I thought about it for a second, and I was like, "Probably Tyler and Max." And she was <laughs> like, "I knew it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> so one day we'll give that a go. Yeah. Yeah, I've always um, wanted to play it, but I never. Uh, I don't have it. It. I've never gotten around to it. It's it's very inexpensive for both consoles, so I recommend picking it up. There was also a sequel on Super Nintendo, Lost Vikings 2, and they even remade the first game for Game Boy Advance, which I think is also pretty inexpensive to pick up. Sweet. But, uh, yeah. Uh, the main thing I'm working on right now is um, I never beat Fire Emblem 7 for Game Boy Advance, just the, the one that was released in North America just as Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem, yeah. Um, I used to emulate it a long t- like for a long period of time back in the day, uh, but I never beat it, and I never owned it up until just recently. I bought a copy with Jackie from Flashback, um, where you and I went when you were here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I popped it in, and I'm about halfway through the game, and I fuck, I can't get through Chapter 16X. It's this, like the side story to Chapter 16. I decided to do all the side quests just to help level my units. Okay. And, uh... I've restarted that chapter like nine fucking times. I cannot get through it. <laughs> like you're just like dying. Yeah, I don't want to lose any units because I I, I want to build them up and I like I want to get through the game. And I know that you know you can still play the game if you lose units. But uh, this is classic Fire Emblem. There's like they no have it's all permadeath, to... right? It's 100% permadeath. You lose anybody, they're gone forever. And I keep fucking. I'm I'm using my best team. And I'm still getting my ass handed to me, and I'm usually very careful and calculated about playing through Fire Emblem games steadily and as well as possible, because if you don't do well in the early game, the late game fucks you. Yeah. And here I am, in the middle of the game, in a side quest chapter, and I can't (laughs) finish it, because there's all these strong enemies in the middle of the map who keep rushing my team and deleting me. Matt, I can't think of a time that I've heard you talk about a video game in that way, where you're like, I, I'm so like, it's so hard and frustrating. Whenever I think about somebody yeah. who's like, well, really I mean, I'm not on video games. That's you. I'm just I frustrated. always like yeah. in my mind, you're like, just like, <laughs> thank you. You know, a real pro gamer. <laughs> thank you very much. That's uh, that's that's why I'm here on the podcast. I'm I'm the pro gamer out of the two of us. Yeah, I'm the amateur gamer. 
Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like I'm I'm having a good time and you know, I never really considered, you know, oh, I'm a good I'm good at video games, I'm bad at video games. I just want to play and it just so happens, you know, I can get through most games without a hassle. I have my fair share of troubles, but um and I I've, I've played other Fire Emblems before, quite a handful of them. Even this one back in the day emulated. Yeah. And for whatever reason, here I am sitting on my ass, like <laughs> my blood is boiling because I'm like, I should be able to get through this chapter. I love it. <laughs> and like, I, I think I, I told we had a discussion in a previous episode where like, if I feel like I've invested like an hour, maybe an hour and a half in the same part of a game and I'm getting frustrated and I can't pass, I'll just look up a strategy in a walkthrough or something. And I think I'm going to have to do that for this chapter. Dang. And you know what? I don't. I don't even feel bad because it's a side chapter. I didn't have to take it, but I d- I decided to, and it fucked me. So, <laughs> wow. so I think I'm just gonna have to look up like a strategy or two, and like, okay, I'll try that. Let's see <laughs> see where it goes. Uh, well, I wish you the best of luck. Thank you. But that, yeah, that's 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 what I've been dealing with. I'm still having fun with it. It's Fire Emblem. I love Fire Emblem, but. Uh, I want to kill myself. <laughs> uh, well, please don't. Uh, please just kill your enemies in Fire Emblem. Um, yes. And uh, also, I mean, if you really th- want to think about m- murder, um, we you could think about um, our best friend. Uh... <laughs> Wait, shit. I was going to go into Tommy, but I realized <laughs> that we probably shouldn't talk about Tommy. <laughs> well, I mean, I can touch upon Tommy super brief. Super brief. What did Tommy do uh, okay. this week as we go into the guys, news with a Z or it legally doesn't count? <laughs> yeah. Uh, guys, Tommy has announced. You guys remember Tommy, right? Our friend, Tammy Tallarico. Sadly. He has told us that he is going to have the Intellivision Amico in stores in time for Christmas. Round of applause, Tommy Tallarico. <laughs> he has stated on the record that. The Intellivision is finally being manufactured en masse for public consumption. It is currently November 30th. Christmas is in exactly 25 days. And we still don't have a release date for the Intellivision Amico. Uh, not to mention that, like all like the you know the shipping delays and shit that's been going on for across the entire market. Uh, I don't know, because like, this thing you know this this thing is not built in America, so he has to get it's it. It's not built at all. I really don't fucking think he's making them. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, join us next time when we talk about yeah, the inevitable it. Tommy tweet where he talks about oh the apology of sorry it's not going to happen. Yeah. Although I will say. Um, the best thing to come out of the Intellivision Amico so far has been all the memes. My friend Chris, who, Tyler, you didn't get to meet this visit, but you will eventually. Um, my buddy Chris is gassed all over the place because of the memes that are coming out of this thing. Like, he was looking forward to it just like I was at first. And then all this bullshit with Tommy. we The two of us joined the Intellivision Amico like fan club Facebook group. Which is officially spearheaded by Tommy Tallarico. Oh, really? So he interact. Yeah, so he interacts with everybody in the Facebook group, and um, people are posting memes. He is Tommy himself is posting memes that are poking fun at the Amico. <laughs> like we've come full circle. This is uh, a, this is a Sonic the Hedgehog situation. Do you think it's an NFT? Do you think that? Do you think the Amico is just an <laughs> NFT? <laughs> <laughs> 
the concept of the Amico is the NFT. Uh, speaking of absolutely ridiculous fan groups that spark yeah. memes, um, Steve Aoki had a the Sonic concert today. Um, and I, this was announced, remember when uh, Sega had, like, their Sonic Day, I don't know, a few months ago? Yes, I, ac- uh, I actually did watch that whole thing. Yes. That, that one, a few months they ago. They announced at the time that they were going to be doing a Steve Aoki concert. Yeah. Um, uh, so that happened today on a Tuesday in the middle of the day. They yeah. did the, <laughs> the live Steve... Matt, did you watch this? So, it showed up in my subscriptions, but I was, you know not paying attention to it i was playing fire emblem getting frustrated so i didn't watch it yet uh, um okay so i want you to go and uh just pull up the the video like from the sonic the hedgehog youtube channel <laughs> i want you to just like oh, right briefly, now? like yeah open it up and just like kind of click through you don't really need to have audio <laughs> just kind of okay. click through maybe scrub through a little bit while i talk about this thing um, yeah, it's it's in my sub, so I'm just going to scroll down to it. Steve Aoki Cross Sonic Concert. Yeah, it's like 56 minutes, right? Yeah. Y'all. Right, hang on, I'm going to t- I'm have to take one ear off my headphone. I can still hear you, but... Okay, brilliant. Okay, so y'all, the, Steve Aoki, uh, the, Sega, I don't paid Steve Aoki to go onto their green screen set, which is just a, you know, it's a green stage, that's it, uh, to... J- play a dj set i oh my guess God, this looks sad matthew i don't think <laughs> you fully i mean you're you're looking at it okay so <laughs> i'm at i'm at six minutes and 17 seconds and there's just a fucking he's just fucking st- sitting there in the middle of what is essentially a green screen yeah and he's just like yep i'm here i'm uh dancing a little bit to the music touching things yeah and that's it yeah, and it's not even like okay. So Pokemon did it's not this. good green screen. Pokemon either. did this with uh, uh, what's his name? <laughs> I'm sorry, I I'm I'm like listening to you, but at the same time I'm paying attention <laughs> to the video. Post Malone. <laughs> it was Post Malone. Nintendo yeah. did this with Post Post Malone with Pokemon, and uh-huh. had like a little live concert. But at least they had like a, okay when when Pokemon did it, they had like CG Post Malone. And it was, like, on a stage, and there was, like, a crowd, like, a virtual crowd there, and he, like, did this concert, right? And it was, like... Also, by the way, not to interrupt you or anything, but I'm noticing... I just noticed now, I thought it was my connection, but I'm I'm in 1080p, and, uh... It still looks pixelated as fuck. Well, it's... it's You don't... See, if you watch this online, you don't know, but it's a VR experience. So if you watch it what? on your phone and you put it in, you know, one of those like Google. Oh cardboard. my god! Yeah, I can scroll the video with with the cursor. Yeah. What the fuck? Why would you want to do that? It's a, well, you would do it on if you were watching in VR. So no, not only there's not even a fucking have, crowd here. Matt, I know that's what I'm saying, Matthew. All right, we're done. I I cannot believe that this thing. So the absolute best part of this is that every so often in certain shots. You will see uh, Sonic and friends will will show up. Yeah, and yeah, they'll like show up in like they come to like the front. Sometimes they'll be in the background. I know. Yeah, and they'll start like just busting dance moves in front of <laughs> yeah! Steve Aoki. <laughs> yeah. and, and there's nobody else involved, and it's just like Sonic like superimposed like a 3D model of Sonic dancing superimposed mm-hmm. onto this like weird ass green screen set, and he's just like fist pumping. 
and then the song will end and he'll just disappear. And the worst part is that it's not even <laughs> Sonic music. He's just playing Steve Aoki music. He's just music. playing regular Steve Aoki yeah. music. Yeah, he plays one Sonic song on, on this whole thing. And it's fucking Stardust Speedway. That's the one Sonic song he does. Uh, it, like, out of every Sonic, like, Green Hill Zone? No, fuck that. I'm gonna play Stardust Speedway from fucking Sonic CD. The Still w- a good uh, song, but, you know. Yeah, but you'd think if you were watch- watching this Sonic the Hedgehog musical <laughs> show, I concert. I love how, like, up in arms you are about it, but you're so right. <laughs> Dude, it's, I cannot believe that this happened. Uh, and, and the- I absolutely can believe this happened. <laughs> I, I do I do not understand. They they must be doing it on fucking purpose at this no, point. No, no. Right? Sega is so absolutely so misguided in what the fuck <laughs> they're doing with the Sonic brand. With any of their brands. They're so fucking misguided that they hired this fucking <laughs> NFT peddler Steve Aoki, a washed up EDM artist, to do a fucking green screen performance with random CG Sonic characters superimposed <laughs> onto this set. And he doesn't even do any Sonic music. Dude, Dude, he's so like barely into guy. it. Dude, he's this I, thing. Just the fucking like five or six times that I clicked around on the video, he's like, his eyes are like half closed. He Like, you can't that, even tell what his expression is because his mustache comes down a little bit below his mouth. And it's just it like in. fucking like, I'm here. Yeah, he phoned it in. That's the best way of putting there's it. There's 54 minutes of in. this. There's 54 <laughs> minutes of this. And dude, there's 29,000 views. This thing happened today. 29,000 views. That's it. Uh-huh. That's it. I mean, like, we, you, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta play a drinking game at, at Mag. If uh, we put it on, everyone sits around and watches it. And if you get up, you have to drink an entire fucking jug of vodka. I get. I, we would go <laughs> to the hospital if we did that. <laughs> uh, okay, so if you're listening to this, I implore you go and just watch a few minutes of this Steve Aoki suffer yeah. through it. Uh, Click around though, because the like the set changes are. Um, you know, they're there, and the Sonic characters—they look like they're there. It just—it's it, a pitiful it, reminder yeah. of the mishandling of the Sonic brand that <laughs> Sega continues. It's a tradition at this point that Sonic, uh, that Sega mishandles. See, that, that's the Sega, why there's the this brand. like conspiracy in in like gamerdom that they must be doing it on purpose because at this point, like when they first started. You know, they obviously weren't doing it on purpose. They really did think that, like, oh, Sonic 06 was going to be great. And some people don't like Sonic Adventure. I think it's fine, but I can definitely see how flawed it is. Um, you know, and all of the other missteps and, like, mis- misguided things that they had, like, put into place. Trying to build Sonic back up from the fucking 2D era when all they had to do the whole fucking time was just make Sonic Mania. Yeah. Um, <laughs> dude, I, I love it. I was looking this up. I Googled it earlier to try to find the video. And the first thing that came up on Google was the headline, um, Gamers Furious at Sega over Steve Aoki's Virtual Sonic Concert. And yeah. the, this article is just like a collection of tweets of Sonic fans being grumpy about it. <laughs> and you know, The one... thing is, like, they didn't, they didn't even have to do it. They didn't even have to do this concert. One of the one of the tweets says, "This Steve Aoki Sonic concert was one of the most disappointing things I've ever had to experience as a Sonic fan." And I mean, that is saying something. If this is <laughs> if this is one of the most disappointing things you've experienced as a Sonic fan, like this is, has to be real bad. Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah. Uh, Damn. That happened today. Yeah. 
We have they, they, we they have, have a, to be fucking. Yeah. Go ahead. We we've got fucking three weeks of gamer news to talk about, <laughs> and <laughs> this happened today. Uh, uh-huh. So I I mean there's a lot of stuff's been going on, a lot of bad stuff lately. <clears throat> Excuse me. The GTA remaster came out. Oh yeah, it's bad. It's not good. <laughs> no. Did you play it? No, I didn't. I when I saw the um the ads for it that came out, I was like, okay, you know, um, they're they're doing the retro look on purpose. You know, they're making it look like it used to look, yeah. but just shut. Like they basically took what what was essentially polygons, and instead of remaking them from the ground up, they just kind of like shoe shined them a little bit. Does that make sense? Yeah, I dude. <sighs> You know how we always talk about, like, on this show we get mad about video games? Yes. This episode just fucking... This episode more than all. Embodies that. Uh, Yeah. I don't... I don't understand how Rockstar knows that this is a beloved franchise. This franchise is one of, like, the top-selling things, video game series of all time. They should have just gotten a fucking GTA Steve Aoki concert. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to take up more of our time just bashing go ahead, go ahead, shitty video game things. But basically, I I don't understand that how Rockstar can take something that's just like so beloved by a lot of people, like and ruin it like that. Like San Andreas, Vice City, GTA Three. Like a lot of people have a lot of nostalgia for that, right? Yeah. These are very high selling, very well loved games, and then they're just like, hey. We're just going to cash grab this, like, shitty port of it. Here it is. Like, I'm sure it was rushed. I'm sure whoever made this, whoever worked on this, wanted it to be better than it was. And I'm sure, you know, release timelines, they wanted it to be out for Christmas. You know, it it gets in the way, and it just got thrown out. Yeah, it's probably also, like, a holdover because we're still waiting on GTA 6, which has not even been announced, let alone theorized. Yeah, (laughs) and I mean, like... We bash on Nintendo from time to time, but, like, look at Nintendo. They released Ocarina of Time. They released Majora's Mask. They re-released a lot of Zelda stuff, and they're able to, like, do it pretty darn well, right? Like, yeah. Ocarina of Time 3D is, like, a fucking good re-release. It's not a remaster. Like, it's not like they, like, rebuilt it from the ground up. But like they No, it's tr- got a fresh coat of paint, and it's basically the same game. That's the way to do it, right? That's all they had to do with this fucking re-release this port uh it's yeah and they just dropped the ball i don't fucking that's it that's all i'm gonna say about that hey uh yeah. halo uh looks good that's something yeah 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 here here's, oh, yeah. here's a beloved franchise that people that they're coming out with a new one and it, it looks good the multiplayer beta is out i haven't played it yet i really want to but i've been playing legend of the green uh it looks good and uh the trailer for uh the campaign dropped today and it looks good uh, so yeah. hey, there's something. There's a blast from the past franchise, well loved that uh, they're doing stuff with, and it looks good. And I hope it actually is. Yeah, it was interesting to me. I was playing uh, Dungeons and Dragons with my buddies and my friend Chris, different Chris from Tommy Tallarico. Chris, um, <laughs> my buddy Chris was like, so everyone online seems to think that you know because the Halo 20th anniversary is coming up, they're going to release Infinite now, but. They've already said that Infinite's not coming out until, you know, whatever. So, like, it's stupid. I, I can't believe everyone thinks that this is going to happen. And then on the 20th anniversary of Halo, they just did. They just dropped the multiplayer. And yeah. <laughs> Chris was like, well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, it's not the whole game, but, like, how cool is that? That they were, like, surprise. Yeah. I think that's the way to do it. Like, it, yeah. the, like it's not like they... I mean, obviously, there's going to be hype for it, and people know, knew that the game is coming out, right? They, like, so yeah. there's going to be some hype. But, like, it's it's one thing to, like, have this, like, hype train build up forever, and it's another thing for them just to be like, hey, surprise, it's out. Play it now. Go. I love that. Yeah. I, like, and, and that way, like, if it's not so great, like... I, I think it's like there's the, there's some damage control there, right? And yeah. in this case, it was great, but like I don't know, I, I think that's a smart marketing tactic. It, I think it builds as as long as you do it correctly. You know, Halo yeah. Infinite had already been announced, and so hype got built, and then they dropped the surprise multiplayer, yeah. right? Because like, there's definitely a way to do it poorly. Like when Sega first announced the Saturn, uh, it was during the very first announcement of the Saturn that they were like, "Guess what? It's in stores." No time for hype. $500 price point. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, totally the wrong move. And that was um, the last we heard about the Sega Saturn. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but um yeah, no, this was really good. Infinite was already announced. We had people speculating about whether or not there was going to be something dropping on the 20th anniversary, and then boom, they just do. There were no leaks either. It was just speculation. They were like they got to do something for the 20th anniversary, and they did. Do you think one day you're just going to walk into GameStop and there's going to be an Intellivision Amico on the shelf? <laughs> It'll just be, like, dropped out of nowhere. I, uh... <laughs> GameStop, I don't know. If it ever comes out, maybe. <laughs> uh, we got some time. Do you want to talk about the uh, WADA uh, thing Oh, that yeah. I, so this is brief. Um, friend of the show, Ben, someone that Tyler and I um, were in the Lemon Demon Forum with, the place where we met, um, he messaged me um, a, a Twitter... Uh, link a tweet I guess he he messaged me a tweet <laughs> hi it's me geriatric uncle Matt how's it going he messaged me a tweet from Chris Kohler um, who Tyler you know but yeah. some of you might not who um, he used to write for Wired and um, maybe he still does I don't know I, know, I definitely know that he did back in the day um, but uh, critically acclaimed games journalist really knows his shit like doesn't fuck around is into video games all capital letters um he tweeted recently, um, and he cited his sources. WADA, we've talked about WADA, they recently released their population report for their NES cartridge uh, grades. And it's confirmed that around a little less than a third of all currently known extant copies of Nintendo World Championships have been slabbed and graded by WADA, which means that they're even more rare than they already were naturally in regular cartridge form. <laughs> so not only are they driving up this like false scarcity value thing when they're grading like shit like Mario Brothers, but yeah. now they are actually creating scarcity. Real scarcity. Be because the actual number of playable cartridges, uh, specifically of the gray cart, has dwindled yeah. by a third. Mm -hmm. Because now and, they're, they're, the half of these or a third of these games are yeah forever it's, stuck it's, in it's these not even about playability. Cases. It's yeah, it's not even about playability. It's just accessibility in general, right? Like if I wanted to buy um, a copy of Nintendo World Championships, I already expect that I'm probably going to have to shell out I don't know about twenty thousand dollars, roughly, maybe more, maybe more, less, depending. Yeah. Um, but I had a one in like eighty something chance to do that. And now my chances are like one in like fifty five, something like that. It's it sucks because those other like twenty something copies that have been 
um, slabbed and graded by WADA, now they're going to be in the millions because the game itself is already worth $20,000. And hopefully that doesn't affect the value of the loose copies, but it's certainly going to affect the accessibility. Now I just straight up have a lot less of a chance to ever own an NWC. Did I ever think I would? I mean, I'm hopeful. I don't know. But anyone who ever would be is now one-third less likely. And it was already really unlikely. So that one-third is a huge number. Fuck Wada. I fucking... Listen, there are (laughs) other ways to grade video games. There's VGA. They don't fucking create, like, shortages and, like, fake scarcity about fucking common games. They've been doing it for fucking over 10 years. I think 15 years at this point. You do not have to go to WADA to grade your games. And if you defend WADA, just... You know what? Just shame on you, really. I don't even have any curse words. Just shame on you. Yeah. How how can you think that this is okay? They, they don't. I mean, they. I don't think they. They think it's okay. They just. You know. They, they just don't they, care. They're, they're rolling in money, right? So. Uh. All right. Let's move on. Uh. Let's talk about what what video games that we picked. Oh my up. god! Do we get to be happy about video games in this Let, episode? Uh, yeah, maybe. Uh. I had. <laughs> should I just, should uh, I just straight up call this episode like mad about video games? <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Yeah. I I had some I had some pickups the past couple weeks. I actually had more pickups than I think I've ever had recently. Uh, I don't know had, why. You had more pickups than I did. And, Actually, uh, that's okay. saying something. So let's listen up. I found a new spot. Uh, Ooh. I found myself on the other, like the opposite end of this of the city, uh, the side right. of the city that I don't normally go to, and I stopped in at a Goodwill and a Value Village. Um, Value Village is like Savers. You got you call them Savers. We call them Value Village. I don't. Do yeah. you have Value Village? No, when you go to Savers, sometimes like the little pamphlets will also say Value Village yeah. on them, though. So yeah, like, same, same, same company. company. It's just yeah, different names depending on country. Um, so I went to to both these places, and holy shit, they actually had like some okay stuff, um, which never happens. Like it's so rare. Uh, yeah. So I picked up um, at between these two places. I picked up the following: uh, Crimson Skies. For Xbox, mm-hmm. uh, OG Xbox okay. Classic, I think launch title. Uh, launch title. M- yeah, MotorStorm, uh, PS3, Resistance PS3. 2, PS3, Cameo, Elements of Power on 360. Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, which I didn't have. Uh, mm-hmm. And then a, a couple of the commons, uh, Tomb Raider Underworld, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon, um, Infamous 2, uh, Sega GT 2002, the combo disc with, uh, with Jet Clone Set Wars. Radio. No, with Jet Set Oh, with Radio Jet Future. Set? Oh shit! <laughs> yeah. Um, oh no, it's Clone Wars Tetris. I think that's yeah, I'm that's yeah, that's the yeah. Other one. Um, and I, I think I spent like I don't know for all of that like maybe thirty, forty bucks kind of thing. Yeah. So like not bad for a bunch of like like granted like somewhat common but like a lot like a lot of like good stuff. Just decent <laughs> like, games. Decent yeah. games. Uh, I also got. Uh, in, in I would say in the case, you know, like the little fucking the the glass case at the yeah, pla- uh, like the jewelry so, counter. We have that too. Yeah, they well, Value Village officially calls it the showcase, um, and I only yeah. know that I only know that because there's no never anyone staffed on it. You have to like go find an employee and be like, hey, uh, can I 
look in the glass. And oh yeah, it's on, it's the same here. But for whatever like, reason, they they'll call like radio it the jewelry someone. counter. Oh yeah, yeah. They, they'll radio for someone over the intercom and, or the PA thing, and they're like, uh, "Can we get an available associate to the showcase?" Uh, <laughs> and so that's how I know they call the showcase. So. Um, uh, so I went to One Valley Village. They had uh, Scooby Doo unmasked on GBA, which is actually like kind of like surprising. Oh hey, her. yeah. Um, so that I picked that up for a buck ninety nine, which is pretty good. Yeah. Um, they had a couple of other common stuff there that I didn't take. Um, they also had a bunch of Atari twenty six hundred games, which I never mm. see. Um, yeah, I don't had, see those often in savers either. They had Donkey Kong, uh, and a couple yeah, of things. What the fuck? Yeah, but that was all priced at like twenty five bucks a pop. Uh, oh, that's so yeah, yeah, I didn't pick it up. Um, I went to a different Valley Village and I got a uh, Wall Street Kid on NES. Oh hey, I, I actually ha- like that game. I had never, I, sh- I had never, never seen one in person. Um, that mm-hmm. was fifteen bucks, so that was a little bit more expensive. But I did pick it up because like that is a little bit more rare. I haven't seen that around. Yeah, um, that's about <laughs> how much it costs in CAD. Like just yeah. from what I know about its American price, that's that's about right. Uh. They also had a copy of Bill and Ted on NES. Um, oh. But it was $45. Oh, God. Yeah. So they do not do not know what they're doing. They, yeah. they, it was it was all <laughs> over the place. Uh, yeah. so, but the, the, the point is that they just had a ton of stuff that I like never see. And at the, the value villages and Goodwills and stuff that I frequent on like the south side of the city, they never have anything. If it, I mean, they, they have like sports games and shit, you know, um, and fucking like connect adventures, <laughs> but that's it. Like, that's all they get. <laughs> and, and so like, I, I am I've now on several occasions gone to these two, this, this Goodwill and this value village, taking the half an hour drive to go there because they actually have good stuff. The most recent time I went, and this is what I've kind of most excited about, um, Oh, also, I got an Xbox 360 camera um, for a dollar ninety nine. I don't even know what what is that thing even for. Wait, <laughs> but, do, you, do you do you not mean the Connect? No, no, no. The Xbox 360 camera. That's not the same thing. It's no. a different thing. Yes, it, it's a it's like a webcam. That's interesting. I've never heard of that before. Yeah, I hadn't either. I don't know. I I think maybe it's for video chatting only. It's not the Connect. I'm pretty sure it was out before the Connect. I haven't looked into it. Anyway, I have one now. So there. Uh, okay. <laughs> can I even use it on anything? Is there an active <laughs> service where this thing is compatible? I do not know. No, I, I mean, at this now. point, it's just a little piece of history. Yeah. yeah. It's a nice so I got trophy. that. Uh, anyway, the thing I was most excited to find. Uh, also, okay, sorry. Fucking, I am so excited about this. They also had yeah. like several PS1s, which I never see. I have never seen a PS1. And they had several of them. They had a Duke Xbox controller, which, again, I never see those. Um, It was in really rough shape, so I didn't buy it. But, like, it's just, like, all this random stuff that I never, ever see. Uh, Like, I never find anything fucking good at the Savers near me. Like, every now and again, there's, like, oh, wow, this. But it's never, like, whoa. You know, it's, like, wow. So I'm going (laughs) to keep going going back. Uh to this value village because it's really good um yeah. i hope i hope the, our listeners don't now I, I've, I've put it out there now that there's a good value village left uh don't go uh, please it, let it be mine <laughs> let me let me have this one please uh uh it's true okay so you, the one you, you, you do need a good spot of your own the, you don't have the big yet, find so. uh that i found was a ps3 yeah. 
a launch PS3, the 60 gigabyte backwards compatible PS2 or P- C- PS2 C E C H A O one or whatever the fuck the the yeah Checha or whatever yeah I don't know <laughs> Checha uh, that's what it is yeah uh, I guess what like it was I think the manufacturing date was like December 06. so it wasn't like launch day PS3 it was but a, it, it was a first model yeah it was like the very yeah. first PS3 model. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, famous for having uh, these, these, famous for having the PS2 backwards compatible. These things sell for like three fifty to four hundred bucks Canadian. Yeah, um, they're about two two fifty to three hundred American. Yeah, um, it was in rough shape. It was pretty scratched up, but like you know, fuck that, whatever. Like I was super stoked to have this. Uh, yeah. I took it to the counter. Turns out it was Black Friday promotion, and I got an extra like twenty five percent off or something. So I ended oh, up spending twenty two dollars on it. Um, Canadian, Canadian, yes. So like, I that's like fucking bucks, nothing. Bucks. I know, I know. Tell oh me about it. Oh my god! It didn't come with any controllers, but I do have. A, I already have four DualShock threes, so whatever. Yeah. Um. Well, you had another PS three already, didn't you? Yeah. Oh yeah, I have yeah. two. I I have a fat PS three and I have a slim PS three. So I have. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm swimming in DualShock threes. Um. <laughs> so I brought it home and I turned it on and. Lo and behold, to everybody's surprise, uh, it had Yellow Light of Death. Um, oh, yeah. Which is kind of sad. Uh, so, well, I can't get it to boot. Um, there are a lot of, like, folktale Yellow Light of Death fixes up until this point. What I've yeah. learned is recently, uh, like, within the past six months, some f- folks have realized that there is a way to diagnose it. So, up until this point, there's been a lot of, like, kind of myths about what causes the yellow light of death um, and uh, how you can fix it. And it's like, you know, the, the like I remember when I had a red ring of death, our Xbox 360, like the fix was like, yeah. oh, wrap it in a blanket when you turn it on. And like, for whatever reason, it'll like overheat <laughs> and that'll fix it briefly. And so I was like Googling this shit. And the, one of the fixes from the back of the day uh, when this was like a big issue uh, yeah. One of the fixes for the PS3 was like, oh, stick it in the oven for a while and turn it on at the oven. Hello. Blow it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or like uh, blow it with a hairdryer for a little bit because yeah. es- essentially the, the thought process was like the solder over time breaks down. And if you reheat it a bit, it'll like. Oh, you reflow it. Yeah. It w- well, it won't get hot enough to reflow it, but you'll like expand it a little bit. And if you're lucky, it might expand in the right way to like, you know, get the context, whatever. So. Uh, anyway, in the past six months, uh, some folks have realized that you can connect a um, USB to TTL reader, which will, it's basically a serial reader. You have to solder into certain pins to get the, the right stuff, but it turns out that PS3 will actually throw out um, readings to tell you exactly what the issue is. Um, mm-hmm. And it can be a variety of things, but we're, what we're kind of realizing is that uh, the majority of these uh, yellow light of death issues is the GPU chip. It's actually the GPU that has been come like literally like separates from the board. The solder separates, and you can what they call a do a reball where you reflow the solder on this GPU. Um, so right. you can get a dead PS3, take the GPU from it, and resolder it. Um, and it's, it seems like it's a bit of a process. Anyway, so that's a journey that I am about to embark on. I think uh, to oh, see really? if I can get this. In. Well, it sounded like kind of a fun project. Um, and it might, uh, I mean, Hey, you know, if worse comes to worse, then you still have two other working PS3. Oh yeah, exactly. Like I'm not own the launch model. I'm not terrible, terribly, uh, concerned about bricking it. It's, I mean, it's already yeah. bricked. So worst case scenario, <laughs> it, it continues to be bricked. I don't know. 
so yeah, I'm excited to have it. Uh, I'm, I'm hopeful that I'm going to be able to get it into some sort of working state. What I'm really excited to find out is if there's a disc in it. I, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh, it, so wait, it, it won't it, boot at all. No, like, no, like it'll turn on and it immediately goes to the yellow light, right? So, so I, you I'm, straight up can't even use the I'm sh- function. Well, I'm sure that there's a way. Like if I open it up, I'm sure there's a way to force the disc out by like pulling apart the disc drive or something. Um, yeah. But I'm, I'm, I might not do that. I might just leave it and and try to get it working. And then if I am able to get it to boot, the kind of bonus will be ejecting the disc and seeing what's in it, <laughs> if anything. Yeah. So. Well, uh, good luck. I... <laughs> yeah, it's been an exciting time. Exciting time, Matthew. <laughs> you honestly, you really have gotten a lot more than me in the last three weeks. Um, you know, I I pretty much spent like the last of my saved spending money going to the con with you and going to stores. So, mm-hmm. you know. I didn't have a whole lot of money coming into the next, you know, three weeks after that, um, these previous three weeks. So, you know, I picked up a, a couple of things here and there, but, um, all right, all right, all right. I, you, uh, you ordered, uh, both of us, both you and me, a copy of, uh, Bug Snacks for a PS5 from oh, Fangamer. Yeah. Oh, because, yeah. Uh, ship, yeah, shipping to Canada is like whatever. So just ship it's two Bug copies Snacks. here. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to see you again in like, like a, a month. So. I got your copy. I didn't yeah. even open it, but it's it's so cool. I opened mine, and it it has, it has a manual. It has a coloring book poster thing. Um, it has some art cards. It's really actually interesting. All the love and care that Fan Gamer put into this one year old game that no one gives a shit about. Dude, I <laughs> love Fan Gamer. Fan Gamer does some legit stuff. I they really I have do. I have footed foot, footed the bill. Uh, on, on a couple times to order like import stuff from Fangamer to Canada. Uh, the shipping is actually like not terrible. It's pretty reasonable. Um, yeah. I have like a Stardew Valley book that Lauren got for me from there and the uh, vinyl record for Stardew Valley. And legit, yeah. it's so nice. Like the, it's yeah. just such high quality stuff that they're doing there. Um, go support Fangamer. Uh, I, if you're listening to this and you want to like, if you have any interest in any sort of gaming merchandise, they have a lot of uh, franchises available on there. And all oh, of their yeah. merchandise is like nice stuff. It's not like cheap whatever garbage. Yeah, like plushies I was, and I was stuff just gonna say that, like like um, Sega might do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> go, go take a look at Fan yeah. Gamer. They I was I was just stuff. gonna say they um they straight up go above and beyond. Their quality is phenomenal. And uh, every time you order something from Fan Gamer, they they uh, ship you some stickers and also like a little brochure of some of their you know coolest merchandise yeah um so i have the brochure from the package that tyler had shipped to my house and um there's like neglected series that fan gamers just like some people care about this so we're gonna make pins or we're gonna make a plush like um and when i say neglected series i mean like neglected series like um there's like fucking professor layton pins uh there's fucking uh, there's a plush of the prince and also a katamari from katamari damasi yeah um there are there are some neglected characters who have never gotten merch of their own from official sources there's a ginginator plush from banjo kazooie yeah um yeah I, I so love it. there is uh there is so much at fan gamer and you know as as is evident by the fact that you know tyler and I are getting copies of a legitimate video game. A fan gamer, just like Limited Run, they publish physical copies of digital-only games, and they don't charge that much. The copies of Bug Snacks that we got weren't that expensive, so it's definitely worth taking a look and seeing what they have. They because, have mystical uh, ninja Jesus. merch. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like what? 
yeah. yeah, they they are right now. I swear to God, we're not sponsored by Fangamer, but we'd like to be. What's up, Fangamer? Uh, give us hey, uh, Fangamer. G- g- give us a call. Um, yep. Fangamer is Hi having at a Black Friday podcast.com. Yeah, they're having a Black Friday <laughs> sale. It ends on November 30th. I swear to God, they're not paying us to say this. Uh, but order from Fangamer <laughs> because, uh, honestly, fucking gaming culture needs more stuff like this. Um, yeah. And they need more people like putting care into like physical gaming media. Uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, su- support the people who are doing that. Oh, yeah. Um, but I also picked up the Zelda Game & Watch, which I'll mention briefly just because I think oh, it's yeah, really yeah. cool. Um, so I got the Mario Game & Watch when it first came out, and, you know, it's cool, but it's a little underwhelming. It's literally just a piece of plastic with metal inside that plays Mario 1 and Mario Lost Levels and Ball. But uh, the Zelda Game & Watch is a whole different beast. Um, it comes with a stand, so you can actually, you know, set it on your desk, unlike the Mario one. <laughs> and use it as an actual <laughs> clock um it has an alarm so you know you really can just straight up use it as a clock the mario one has an alarm too but it doesn't have a stand so you can't really <laughs> you know use it as a functioning everyday clock unless you carry it around all the time um but so the zelda one has zelda one zelda two and Link's awakening and it also has um, a special version of the game and watch original vermin where the main character is replaced with Link's head but um that's not where the cool stuff ends. The back has a Triforce emblem, like, engraved into it. And um, when the unit is on, that emblem glows. It's pretty cool. Oh, sick. Yeah. Um, not only are those three Zelda games included, but also their Japanese copies are included. And you might think to yourself, well, fucking, why does that matter? Um, because the... First of all, the Japanese copies, in addition to obviously being in Japanese... They were originally Famicom disc games, which means that they have a different sound chip. So all of the music sounds better than the NES versions mm-hmm. that we got. So if you want to play with the Japanese sound font, you can just play the Japanese version. Especially like, if you uh, already know how to play the two games, you don't need the text. Castlevania 3, um, I think, is like that as well. Yes. Um, and it's super cool for Link's Awakening because Link's Awakening was... Uh, like a pioneer of um translation it's available in like a thousand different languages um even on the game and watch so if you don't speak english and you want to play Link's awakening there's like five language options on this thing wow. and uh it's really cool wow yeah i i oh, yeah. have i did not pick one up i am typically not huge on like nintendo re-releasing old old stuff uh mm-hmm. because i don't know like i, I just it's always like really expensive and it's like hard to get and i'm like fucking like why bother um but yeah I, apparently yeah. nobody wanted this thing I, I i asked my friend Brittany who works at gamestop i was like hey uh is there a chance you can hold one for me i'll be by like right away in the morning to pick it up so no one's gonna get mad yeah. <laughs> and she was like sure so i got there and i was like thanks for holding it for me and she was like you're the first person to come in <laughs> <laughs> i'm like what really there was so much hype for the mario one She's like, yeah, people love Mario. People people love Zelda too, but not as much. And I was like, yeah. well, okay, I guess. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, I I, I kind of want one. <laughs> it's I very never, cool. I, I never buy that kind of thing. Like, I wasn't really big on the NES and the SNES Classic. Uh, mm. I I ended up getting them eventually, but like uh, the game, the Mario Game and Watch, I don't, I didn't get one. I don't know. It's just like I'd rather have it like an original Game and Watch, you know? Yeah. But this sounds kind of uh, cool. Yeah, no, it was. The the last cool pickup that I got, um, and then we'll wrap up because we're getting there. Um, I went to <laughs> oh, Blast are from the we past. ever? Oh, we are. Um, I went to Blast from the Past, and um, Dave was there, 
Uh, you met Dave when we went together. And, yeah, what's um, up, Dave? Hey, Dave. <laughs> um, I just wanted to pick up a couple commons, and um, but I also noticed they had a copy of Wii Party, which, uh, other than Wii Play Motion, was the was the only Wii game that I didn't have. And it's been steadily on the increase over the years. I've seen it upwards of like 50, 60 bucks, but they had it there for 40. Oh, wow. So I was like, all right, whatever, I'll grab that. And I also grabbed Beethoven on Super Nintendo. I grabbed SimCity 2000 on Super Nintendo, both of which are pretty uncommon games. And I got Jeopardy Jr. on NES, which is very common. I just didn't have it. Um, altogether, they would have been something like 85 bucks. Um, I asked Dave what he you know, could do for me. And he said fifty, and I was like, "Are you are you sure? Let's That's do a it. lot. Let's and go." And he was, and you know, he he was like, um, "Well, you know, a couple weeks ago, remember when you like made that comment on our on our Facebook page underneath someone's review, agreeing with them and affirming how cool the store is?" And I was like, "Yeah, but I would have done that anyway." He's like, "Well, congratulations. Here's your reward." Hey, <laughs> let's so like, go, oh, Dave. Thanks. <laughs> it pays to support your local game stores. It really does. I, I was I was straight up. I was like, are you 100% sure? Like, normally I would be like, 50 bucks, sure, and shake your hand right away. But, like, the last thing I want to do is take advantage of a store that I love and care about. Sure, I want to grab deals from them, but $35 off of an $85 purchase is pretty steep. So I was actually kind of, like, worried for a second. I was like, are you 100 Are you positive? Like, I really don't want to take advantage of you. I don't want to make you feel obligated to do this for me. And Dave was super sweet about it. He was like, no, man, you come here, you support us. You say nice things about us on Facebook, and we don't ask you to. So, fuck it. Happy holidays. You heard it here first, folks. If you want to get a deal at uh, Blast from the Past, uh, just go on their Facebook page, say some nice stuff, and there you go. I mean, I guess so. 30 bucks off. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Dave's a sweetheart, though. He'll, like... He'll he'll stay open even if someone just wants to come in and look for like twenty minutes. Like he's just that kind of guy. He doesn't do it because he feels obligated to. He really likes having people in the store. So go on down. <laughs> right on. But, uh, yeah, but um, yeah, that's it. I, th- I think that'll do it for this show. Uh, guys, thanks for listening. To learn more about Super FX, that's the podcast you're listening to. In case you can't remember, you can visit our website, superfxpodcast.com. You can find our show wherever you find your other favorite podcasts. Uh, We're on Google Podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. Uh, You can also follow us on social media, including Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, at SuperFXPodcast. Guys, we love to hear from you. Reach out with any comments or questions on social media or by sending us an email. That's hi, H-I, at SuperFXPodcast.com. Fangamer will be waiting. If you like what we're doing and you'd like to support us, uh, please consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash superfxpodcast. If you're a YouTube listener, consider liking, subscribing, and leaving a comment. If you're an Apple Podcasts listener, help us out by rating and reviewing the show. A big special thanks to Kenny Martin for our theme song. As always, thanks a lot, my man. You can find him at Kenma, that's K-E-N-M-A, dot bandcamp.com. A special thanks to you as well, guys. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.